straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox. Coming up over the next 60 minutes here on the show, you will not believe how spot on the people who set the lines for the All-Star Game actually were. Plus, we've got stories of debauchery from the sports books in Las Vegas. We've got an NFL rule change that could change and shift momentum moving forward in the entire league. And we've also got a man crush. Somebody on this show has a man crush. It's disturbing. All of it will be unveiled the next 60 minutes right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can always hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. And wherever you are taking part in the program, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. I'm Jonas Knox alongside Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who has struck fear in the top brands in Las Vegas. When you think of the sports betting books, when you think of the 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 real the people that put all those lights up the people that that you know install those fountains in front of the Bellagio there is one man they fear most so much so that he had to wear a disguise to walk through one of the casinos years ago and that man is Steve Fezzik Fez what the hell's happening on a Monday Jonas Knox hey we got the all-star game to discuss and uh, some very interesting developments on where the total fell for not just the game, but the first half. Yeah, and there was an all-star game last night. Now, before you, you start to cringe thinking we're going to break down uh, that slam dunk contest, have no fear. That will not be discussed on this show uh, because we prefer to talk about things that were actually entertaining to watch, uh, not some guy faking a kiss at the rim uh, and, and whatever the hell you call that halftime performance yesterday. I mean, whatever happened to, uh, to, the, to the woman who comes out on the unicycle with the plates on her head? Can we get back to that <laughs> halftime show? Hey, what are we doing here, Fez? All I know is I saw Obi Toppin out there dunking up a storm, and it made me realize how I, I, I and the Dayton Flyers were cheated out of the NCAA tournament <laughs> last year, and we we're all so eager this year. Right, very good, because Dayton was your pick. All right, Dayton, Dayton was your national championship pick last year, Fez? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, hometown team. Grew up with oh, that's the right. Flyers. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Dayton. Well, listen, I mean, I don't know why you guys bitch as much as you do. I mean, you did get the play-in games for all those years in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. So, I mean, you can't have it all, Fez, for God's sakes. Yeah, we want to go to the final four, not the first four. Let, Come on now. Let me tell you something. When your mascot is named after a little kid's wagon... You got a problem, Fez. All right. The mascot <laughs> is named after the Wright brothers who okay. invented the airplane. We are the Flyers. Right. I thought they were named after the radio flyer, that little uh, red wagon that we had as kids. But again, we're just splitting hairs here. That's all we're doing. We're splitting hairs, Fez. Uh, let's get down and pay some respect and 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 give credit where credit is due. 
odds came out on the NBA All-Star game. You told everybody on Friday. You said everybody on Friday. And, Fez, get ready. This is a massive compliment to you. I hope you're going to be okay with this here on the show. All right. You told everybody, if you like the over, bet the over then. All right, don't wait. Uh, don't, don't uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, be flipping through uh, Twitter or whatever it is or Snapface or whatever app you use and go, oh, my God, the All-Star game's on in about 20 minutes. Let me go put a bet in. You told everybody, bet the over. And Steve Fezzik, at that time, the over was set at what, 308? 309. Okay. And I did, yeah. And I did mention, hey, the NBA All-Star, if there's one thing that you can count on the public betting, it's this game to go over. So if you like the over, why wait? It's likely to inflate. Lock in over 309. That was back on Friday. And then the over jumped to what? by tip off of, of the All-Star game? 320, Jonas. Jesus. And amazingly, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the final score here, 170 to 150. Let me add this up. Yeah, it's three twenty, right on the number. Yeah, so they 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 nailed it right on the number. But you saw so an eleven point jump in a couple of days. As far as now, what do you attribute that to? Is that people that are that are betting that number, or you know, did did the books in Vegas maybe not calculate correctly and go, okay, we got to actually push this thing uh, further up? Was that just a bunch of money that came in, or would you like to take a victory lap and uh, and ball wash yourself on the air fez and just say, hey, you know what, I called it, and that's why all the money came in because I told people to bet the over. Well, as far as the ball washing, well, we're not going to talk about golf <laughs> until the end of this segment. Okay, so I'm good. not going to do that. Very but I good. will say this is just an example of getting ahead of what I like to call the good story. And the good story was, hey, these players, did they really even want to be in Atlanta? There wasn't going to be any defense and there isn't any defense in any All-Star game period. So when they hit the number and the first half number was exactly where it hit and then you had the game total hit exactly where they had projected it what is that just how do they how are they so accurate with this stuff like we'll, we'll see one of the uh, i think one of the most under discussed stories about sports betting and i've always thought this because look scott van pelt does a great thing called bad beats and a lot of people talk about these bad beats but what never gets discussed is why you even have a bad beat, which is before the game, somebody did something to determine that was the number for the game and how close they are so off. I, to me, that's the, that's the part of the story that we never hear about and never learn about. How are these guys able to determine and get these numbers so close to even, A, have a bad beat, or if you had it last night in the All-Star game, they nailed the first half right on the dot and they nailed the game total right on the dot. Well, I'm going to give the betters the credit, not necessarily the odds makers. Remember, the odds makers, they set the opening number. That's all they do. And then they adjust. So this is a case where the betters said 309. That's wrong. That total's too low. They bet it all the way up to 320. But this is really a case. You talk about bad beats. And if you were a sharp better, you could not experience a bad beat on this first half or the game. Literally, you could have texted me five minutes before this game started and said, Fez, I want the first half over. I want the game over. And someone else could text me, Fez, I want the first half under. I want the game under. You would have gone 4-0. and You would have won every bet just by shopping for the best number. And so, but that's a rarity, right? I mean, you can't you can't count on this, especially in an All Star game. There's so much goofy stuff that goes on in All Star games. The fact that they, this has got to be a one off scenario, as opposed to it's a typical All Star game where we see crazy stuff happen. No doubt, and especially the first half where it was 
trending so much to the under, and then you saw two half-court shots go in in the final 25 seconds along with other baskets. It was a miracle that it got to 180, but it did, Jonas. Uh, so Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so transitioning from the All-Star game to an update on one team's odds moving forward, it did come out. The Brooklyn Nets have signed Blake Griffin. He is now a Brooklyn Net reunited uh, with uh, DeAndre Jordan. They spent a long time together with the Clippers. So Steve Fezzik, what does that say for the Nets and their odds to win a title? Yeah, well, I'm going to go to Mackenzie Rivers, who's been really an advocate for the Nets and been following them. He likes the acquisition. And Mackenzie, you got the updated odds, a new favorite to win the NBA, right? Exactly. My position on the Nets has been pretty simple. Three of the greatest players in the world, all on the same team. I like their chances. And Vegas Market officially agrees with me. We reported on Monday that the Lakers and Nets were tied. Now the Brooklyn Nets are the NBA title favorites at plus 275. Lakers right behind them at plus 280. Then a big fall off to the Clippers and Jazz around 6-7-1. and seven to one. And so, uh, and, and, and I would assume that also impacts the Eastern Conference odds, correct? Or are we still seeing Brooklyn at the same line that we gave out on Friday? Right. Jonas, I think you said it. Plus money for the Nets to win the East. That seems crazy. Well, some guys at the Westgate agreed with you. After this move, they moved it from plus 130 to now even money oh, for the Nets man. to win the East. 50-50 shot. They win it. I got to give that, RJ. Oh, what, what a, for Fez, what a pain in the ass. See, I, I knew something sounded a little bit off there. It's like it, like like getting the uh, when the sale ends wrong. Like so, you, they, There's a big sale at the supermarket. And you go, oh, well, don't worry. I got till Thursday. You show up on Thursday morning. They're like, no, no, no. Wednesday at midnight it was all over so I could have gotten plus money on the Nets two or three days ago but because I waited now I got to get even money <laughs> hey Jonas I've been there sports books say there's going to be open till 10 p.m. and I'm going to make a bet literally I uh, throw the guy in valet 20 I rush to the window it's 9 56 and the sports book is closed and I, I I tell you that's happened to me more times than I want even want to admit missing out on best bets RJ didn't miss out RJ recommended you take Brooklyn at four to one about 10 days ago and that is looking stronger and stronger so that is the NBA update the all-star game uh the brooklyn nets update now we've got to get to something i teased in the headlines to to, uh, start the show and it's a man crush um it's disturbing i'm uncomfortable with this discussion i don't even (laughs) want to have this discussion i was trying to tell everybody why don't we just either either don't do it at all or have the odd couple open up with it uh, at 7 p.m eastern time because this is uh nauseating Uh, i'm tired of having to go through this it seems like every single season fez you've identified somebody that is your man crush whether it's jimmy garoppolo whether it's Fred Van Vliet, uh, whether it's uh, who is the uh, center for the Golden State Warriors that you uh, that you were smitten by for a couple of weeks, I think it was Looney. Yeah, Looney, uh, and 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 not uh, you know not not the Looney from Stand by Me where he's antagonizing Corey Feldman through the fence. Uh, but uh, but never mind that, Fez. You've got a crush. It's a golf crush, and this weekend was a good weekend for you because of that crush. Correct. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, the legend that is DeChambeau grows. You know, Paul Bunyan, Davy Crockett, and now Bryson DeChambeau. Saving golf. Tiger Woods injured, probably going to miss all the majors. I got to tell you, no one wants to watch any of these other golfers. We don't want to watch Jordan Spieth. We don't want to watch whatever other golfer you want to mention. We want to watch Bryson, who is basically John Daly with two personal trainers and a math degree from MIT. 
this guy is everything you could ever want to to watch in terms of entertainment. It's a par five, huge dogleg. He basically aims just to the right of the green, knocking at 370. I mean, Jonas, Bryson single-handedly is going to let golf still be popular and not take a huge dip because Tiger being out. Yeah, okay. So so basically what Steve Fezzik just told you there is that he likes Bryson DeChambeau because he's Fezzik. He's smart and he lifts weights. He's so, so because he's smart and he lifts weights, Fez, that's why you like Bryson DeChambeau. That's what you're telling us here. He's anti-establishment completely. All his clubs are the same length when everyone else thought that the four iron should be longer than the eight iron. He is a revolutionary guy in a field that is just stuck in the past. Okay, why does it seem like people don't like him, though? I don't understand. Like, what, It seems like people don't like him. Why is it, Fez? They don't like him because he's constantly questioning and trying <laughs> angle shooting. Example, I saw one tournament where there were a couple ants crawling by his ball, and he wanted to claim, well, wait a minute, this is animal interference. I should get a free drop. And the marshal said, those are a couple ants. You, you don't get a drop from, for wait, a couple of ants. Hold on a second. Is that a true story? True story. I watched it. So, because there were two ants near his ball, he wanted animal interference? Yeah, he sighted some dirt close by. He said, I think that's an anthill. I think that's a colony <laughs> of ants, po- oh, possibly endangered. <laughs> Didn't How, work. Uh, yeah, okay, now it makes sense why people don't like the guy. That That's kind of a nerdy thing, Fez. That's, that's a bit over the top. An ant getting in the way? I mean, come on. What true story, Jonas. Here? Okay, all right. Well, true story or not, uh, Steve Fezzik loves him some Bryson DeChambeau. Now, he did win at 12-1 to 1 odds, Fez. Did you make that? Did you place that wager on DeChambeau this weekend, or is this all, uh, you know, a, a you know this this love affair doesn't extend to the betting world? I did not bet on him, and you know what? I got to tell you, as popular as he's becoming, he's the number three choice now to win the Masters, and I think that Bryson is probably going to become overvalued in the marketplace. Currently, Dustin Johnson, the favorite to win the Masters, about seven to one. Rory, ten to one. Bryson, number three choice, twelve to one. If you are going to bet him, I think you better bet him now. It's only going to get worse. All right, so there it is. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell. This is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, there is something brewing in the NFL that could change the game possibly forever. Find out what it is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will talk about something in the NFL that could change how you see it, how it looks moving forward. That just a couple of minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But it is a tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas. Uh, With R.J. out, we bring in an interim meteorologist uh, who is currently dangling from the torch uh, being held by the statue of 
Liberty out in front of New York, New York, and it is Stephen Fezzik here to give us the weather from Las Vegas. Steve? Yeah, every day we bring the fun and excitement of Vegas to you, Jonas. It's currently 74 degrees, and the neon is a siren. <laughs> very, very well done. Uh, all right, so Fez, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have uh, thrown out a rule in the NFL, and um, this is something that you identified as being very interesting because of the strategy that goes into it. And so the way that this works is the overtime rules as they're currently set, um, and we can talk about you know how unfair or fair those are, but the Ravens have determined that their proposal for overtime is that whoever wins, well, that one team picks the spot to start overtime and the other team gets to choose whether or not they want to play offense or defense. So, for example, Fez, if I were to win the coin toss in overtime, I would choose where you would start from and you would choose whether or not you would want to start on offense or defense. Is that, is that the easiest way to, to sort of communicate this? Yes, it is. And, you know, I love this suggestion by the Ravens because currently every overtime system is flawed in the NFL. If you win the coin toss, you take the ball. And historically, since 2017, teams have won 53 percent of the time when they start with the ball. It's clear cut. The team with the ball, absent a game in a monsoon, has the advantage. In college football, the way the format is, the team that starts on defense actually has an advantage. I want a system where there's no advantage to starting with the ball. And this is exactly what Baltimore is proposing, because it's basically you're asking one guy to slice a pie into and having the other guy choose which slice he wants. And because of that, we get to an equilibrium point, which should be on average about the 13-yard line. So, Jonas, if I won the coin flip, I would say, all right, 13-yard line, would you choose offense? Or defense oh geez um i would ch- well, i see it would depend on who i was playing like it would depend on on what the the game uh, how the game was going weather i think there's a lot of i i don't think this is one of these always defer like you know, how most teams do how no matter what just always defer i think this is really you've got to take into account everything in the game before you determine whether or not you want to start on offense or defense it's a great point because if kansas city is playing the raiders exactly i could make the case in good weather maybe we're going to start on the seven yard line right you really want the ball and so you want horrendous field position to mitigate that edge But if Pittsburgh's playing Washington and it's raining outside, gosh, maybe in the 21-yard line or something like that would be the equilibrium point. But uh, the bottom line is you can't complain if you're a team because you get to make these selections uh, after the coin flip and the like. And it is a point where it should be 50-50, no advantage of winning the coin flip. And I know that I think Belichick is also on board with this from what I read, that Belichick is a fan of this because – and let's – look, we could just call it what it is. The current overtime setup, and I'm not saying this is only because of this. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going this direction. But, but if we wanted to make this argument, you could do this. The current overtime selection is the reason for two of Tom Brady's Super Bowls. Because it, it, here's why I say that: the game against Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Once New England won that toss and got the ball first, there was nobody that was watching that game that thought Atlanta was going to see the football again. That was it. Like, like New England had so much momentum. And then the AFC title game against Kansas City, once New England got the ball to start overtime 
with the way Kansas City was unable to get off the field, especially on third down and all those great catches by Julian Edelman and Gronk, you knew that was a wrap. And so you can the current overtime setup, right or wrong, is partly responsible for two of Tom Brady's Super Bowls, one being an appearance and another being a win. I'm not saying those are the only reason why, but on the flip side of that, it's also the reason why Patrick Mahomes did not go to three straight Super Bowls because for a while, up until this last Super Bowl that he lost, that was the only playoff game Patrick Mahomes had lost, and it was because of a coin flip and because of the current overtime setup. I think that those are great examples. And for everyone who bet that Super Bowl, Atlanta plus three and a half, I think I can speak for them. You know what? Atlanta was probably going to lose anyways, <laughs> but they would have lost by three if they could have started with the ball and punted and then let Brady drive down to the 15. <laughs> Wait a second. Was it three and a half? Is that where the game was at before? I forgot I, that. I got three and a half on the game. Oh, I st- yes. my God. So at, at what point, at what point, were, were you already counting your money? When they were up 28-3 and you had plus three and a half points to spare, you had to have felt good, right? Oh, I already went up to the window and said you can pay me now, and they're like, "No, it's not. A, it's not officially a final. It has to go 55 minutes." You know, I was, oh, more, I was more worried about the lights getting cut off than Atlanta losing this game by a touchdown. But uh, what in that original movie, The Gambler, what 1974? James Caan was talking about. I couldn't have lost it. My games were way up at half, and like they don't pay at halftime. <laughs> so, in, in other words, because so so this is and, and this is what people need to understand. Fez will find a way to interject how he how his slight is much more important than anybody else's. And here's how he did this. I tried to give some sympathy to the Atlanta Falcons, to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Fez, in turn, tried to get sympathy for himself by saying, hey, forget <laughs> about them. I had three and a half. All right. So because of the current overtime rules, Steve Fezzik now moves to the top of the list of people that were screwed over because of the current overtime setup instead of the Falcons and Falcons fans listening to the show and Patrick Mahomes in that AFC title game. Hey, and Bill Belichick goes to the school of Fezzik. The reason he likes this rule is because it makes it harder for his other coaches. Belichick knows he's going to get this right in terms of what yard line the team should have to start from, where it's basically 50-50 whether they'll win. And he knows that some of the other coaches are going to screw up and say things like the 20-yard line or the 8-yard line, right. making mistakes that give him the advantage. Okay, and so so to, to sum this up, before we get into your, what your approach would be as far as the yard placement, So to sum this up, the proposal by the Baltimore Ravens is this. Um, You can either – you can choose the spot. So if if you win the coin toss, you get to choose, correct? So that that is – if you win the coin toss, I say, all right, I want you to start at this yard line. And then the other team can determine whether or not you'll be getting the ball first or you'll be playing defense first. So you choose the spot. They get to choose what what side of the ball you're going to be playing. So now that we have that cleared up, What's the approach now, Fez? Because we know this is going to be game-by-game basis. This isn't going to be the same every every single, but there's been some thought that maybe the 12-yard line or the or the, the 11 or 13-yard line is, is – why are those the numbers that people feel like are going to be the general pick when it comes to deciding where you want to start and where the spot's going to be placed? Yeah, because in live wagering, you have the option of – Who's going to score next in terms of bets? And pretty much the equilibrium point is the 12 or 13-yard line where 
when a team starts at that number, it's 50-50 who's going to score next. So because of that, that's what the experts are saying should be the right number for a team to, to declare, if you will. But I think the advantage play, if you win the coin toss, I think go ahead and say the 10 or 11-yard line because the opposing coach, especially if he's a bad coach, is more than likely going to want to say offense, even if he's getting the worst of it in terms of the field position because he doesn't want to go into the post-game interview and have every media knucklehead complain to him about choosing to play defense and then losing on the first drive. And I think it's also going to expose a lot of coaches and how confident they are in their offense because if they get that spot and they say, you know, we'll start on defense. That, that's an indicator that, you know, I don't really trust my offense being able to go 90 yards down the field. So why don't I just go ahead and start on defense? Maybe I can get a turnover or something and try and wrap this thing up quick. So there, there's that as well, too. So it's going to expose a lot of people. But, no, it'll be interesting uh, to see if this is one that gets passed. There's a lot of people that really like it. I think it adds an exciting element to it. Um, and, and I think it's going to really make things more difficult for teams to where it's no longer an automatic. You've got to really think this thing through to determine how you want to play your overtimes in the NFL. Uh, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, um, Steve Fezzik is going to expose fraud betters in the national media, right? These are frauds. They are going to be exposed. They will be exposed by Steve Fezzik next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. By the way, uh, Dan, why you are the uh, golf expert here at Fox Sports Radio? What's the what is everyone's problem with Bryson DeChambeau? Because uh, because Steve Fezzik takes it very personally. Uh, <laughs> Some people think that he is going to make uh, golf courses obsolete because of his length. But it's it's every player isn't going to turn into Bryson DeChambeau. He's actually adding excitement, and he's actually now providing a villain in golf for some, which is good for the sport. See, there it is. All right, Fez, we're safe. Uh, you're I would safe. call him a heel, not necessarily a villain. He's like the bad guy in wrestling that you root for. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, remember when Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, one time he put the DDT on Hulk Hogan, and the crowd went crazy cheering for Jake the Snake and that was never aired because of how it would taint Hogan's reputation. See, I thought you were going to point out the one time that he had the snake bite Macho Man Randy Savage in the ring. I thought you were going to go that direction. But, I, you know, at least you kept it clean here, Fez. Uh, there's a lot of ways we could take that that would be inappropriate, and I'm not going to do it. I, I'm trying to do a professional broadcast here. Uh, by the way, coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to talk about it, it, if you plan on going, all right, because the, the Vegas is starting to come back. It is starting to rise from the ashes. So if you plan on going, some tips, some some things to look for uh, and quality entertainment and stories to go along with it. That's coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR. All right. So Steve Fezzik, you would like to call out uh, somebody in the media. You've identified somebody in the media that is irritating you. And it's somebody in the media when it comes to college basketball. So go ahead, uh, take out the blowtorch and go to work. Do what you got to do, Steve Fezzik. Well, I'm going to blow towards the entire national media because this is the time of year that you hear about all the picks with great betting value. Who's going to win the Big Ten tournament? Who's going to win the Big 12? The SEC, oh, Arkansas is good value. You can play back and hedge in a profit and on all these teams. The truth, 
Vegas makes so much money, and the bookmakers make so much money on these needle and the haystack props. Who's going to win the conference tournaments? Who's going to win the big dance? The reason being is they can hide their VIG. So they can take about 40%. If you bet every team to win a conference tournament, and you had started with $100, you'd wind up with 60 So the, literally, the house VIG is almost 10 times what it is betting individual games. If you like someone to win a conference tourney, if you like someone to big win the big dance, don't bet those futures odds that are so woefully inadequate. Just bet that team to win on the money line each consecutive game and then roll it over your winnings into the next game and bet it again. You'll engineer a much higher payout than you will betting into these futures pools. Avoid them. They're sucker bets. So almost look at it. If you're betting a team to win the national title, it's like a bulk bet as opposed to betting a la carte. You're better off betting a la carte each game as opposed to betting them in that one giant bet because of how much you're going to get taxed by the sports book. Exactly right. And you have the further option that if something goes not according to plan, but your team wins, you have no obligation to stay with them. I mean, look at just the recent injuries. Villanova's guard gets hurt. Iowa loses their number 2 score. If something like that happens to your team, but they're still alive, now you're in the clubhouse. You don't have to bet them anymore. You're not locked into a point where you can't get out of it without hedging in, frankly, a loss in most cases. And and the comp to that is, and, you, and everybody knows this, if you've, you know, people that have played the, uh, you know, picked uh, NCAA brackets, you know, you fill out your bracket, once your team to win it all, and you could have the other three go to the final four, but once your team to win it all, if they're out before the Sweet 16, you're done because you you are being basically being weighed down by them. And so all the other teams and people that you're competing against in your bracket are, are, are in your bracket challenge are going to make up that ground because you don't get those possible points each and every round because that team was already eliminated early on. So it's similar to that. If you like Iowa to win the national championship or if you're listening to this right now here on Fox Sports Radio and you have a team you've identified as a team you think is going to win it all, Ohio State, Michigan, whoever, uh, probably not Duke. Uh, I would recommend probably not Duke. I, I don't think I would make that bet uh, unless Cherokee Parks uh, somehow comes out of retirement and decides to take the floor for Duke. But well, if that's you have a needle te- mover. I'm just I'm telling you if, you, if you have a team that you like, Iowa, I think Iowa's going to win it all. I think uh, uh, Garza is the best player in college football. They're going to win the national championship. What Fez is saying is don't don't bet them to win the national title. Bet them to win to win every single game in the NCAA tournament because in the long run, you're going to make more money. And also, you have kind of a fail-safe in that if they end up getting ousted in the third game, you're not being held hostage by that futures bet that you placed before the tournament. Yeah, and if uh, Garza got hurt, as, exactly. After they won in the second yeah. round, you can do, you, now you're you're home free. You made money, and you don't have to go ahead and explore ways to try to get out of your bet, which you won't be able to after that injury. Iowa's current odds sixteen to one to win the title. You know what? If you just parlayed Iowa six straight times, I think you're, it's going to pay forty to one by doing the mechanical parlay we described. See, uh, this is why he's the best in the business. And this is why I could have used Steve Fezzik back in 2006. Because I, and and look, part of the, uh, part of these future bets, let's call it what it is. It's ego. You want to be able to brag that I said it months and months before that so-and-so was going to win the title. It's not as interesting if you tell somebody, hey, man, I hit on Iowa again. Cool, you did that last week. But if you tell them, hey, I hit on Iowa back in February, I had them and they won the national title, then you look like you actually know what you're talking about. I bet Italy to win the World Cup in 2006. 
Fez, now that I think about it, um, I got it at nine to one. Had I just bet Italy every single game, I would have won so much more money. Thus, I, I could have retired by now. But unfortunately, uh, you know, here we are because you weren't in my life back in 2006. Absolutely right. And let me <laughs> caveat all this. There is an occasional exception to the rule. So anyone out there that grabbed Loyola Chicago 100 to 1 to make the Final Four a couple years ago, okay, that's pretty much the one exception that I heard of that absolutely did have value. So needle in the haystack, every now and then you find the needle. Interesting. All right, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik, this is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, if you are going to go, there's a place that is that is returning, all right? If it feels like the country is getting back to normal, no place like Vegas is getting back to normal like it is right now. We will tell you where to go, what to look for, everything you need to know. That's next here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up at top of next hour, less than 15 minutes from now, on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Make sure you stick around. It is The Odd Couple, Rob Parker, Chris Broussard. Always a fun listen. Make sure you check those guys out a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio and live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, so Steve Fezzik, it feels like just from the outside looking in, I was watching a UFC event uh, that was at the Apex Center in Las Vegas this weekend, and um, it feels like Vegas is starting to get back to – am I crazy? I'm on the outside here, but it feels like Vegas is starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy, correct? You are spot on. Some of the restrictions, uh, they haven't been lifted, but they are less limiting in terms of the capacities that are being allowed. And frankly, the number of cases that are getting reported in Nevada are down significantly to the tune of, we're getting like 250 new cases a day versus 2,000. So an eightfold reduction. Vegas is back, baby. If you've never been to Vegas during a March Madness, the first weekend, that's got to be on your bucket list. It's one of the coolest things you can possibly do in your lifetime. And uh, Steve Fezzik, uh, this is live radio, and we have got breaking news right now here on Fox Sports Radio. And for that, we go to Brian Fenley. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Thank you, Jonas. According to NFL Network, Dak Prescott, according to these reports, signing a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys, and we weren't sure when this was going to happen. It has happened. No specific details on the contract, but the team will have a formal announcement on Wednesday as far as a press conference to confirm this, but NFL Network says long-term deal, Prescott to the Cowboys. He is staying in Dallas. Back to you guys. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, finally, it gets done. It's been a long time coming, Steve. I feel like we've been talking about Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's value for a long time, but According to those reports, and Brian Finley with the news just now here on Fox Sports Radio, Dak Prescott, a Dallas Cowboy moving forward. Fez, where, where is he on, on your quarterback rankings? You don't have to have the exact number, but where, where did you have Fe, uh, Dak Prescott uh, heading into this season? He's number eight on my list, so you got a top ten quarterback, Jonas. I think you have to go ahead and roll with them and re-sign him. Good move by the Cowboys, I think. 
Yeah, no, good move by uh, by Dallas. And and let's look. People can try and argue this point, and we don't know the exact terms of the Dak Prescott contract, but people can try and argue this point all they want. He was going to get his money. It was either going to be the franchise tag, it was either going to be a long-term deal, or somebody else was going to pay him. He's the best quarterback to come out of that 2016 draft class. He's been better than Jared Goff, better than Carson Wentz, and 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 he's been durable. This injury, I actually wondered, this was the first injury that he had suffered. Um, they expected him to make a full recovery, but this injury, I wondered, is this going to maybe get a deal done more likely because of the injury as opposed to the opposite because people would look at this fez and say all right well now this guy's damaged goods why would you give him the contract now i think dak and again we don't know the exact details of the contract but i think dak prescott probably saw his own mortality flash in front of his eyes and he said you know what maybe i'm maybe i'm willing to work a little bit more with dallas to try and get this deal done just based on the fact that i just suffered my first major injury your entire uh, career could go up like that if something tragic were to happen like that again. And maybe this is a reason why he was able, they were able to come to the, to the, to the table. They no franchise tag. You're not having to wait for the March 9th deadline and try to get this done this week. It feels like they were able to come to terms on this because I think both sides saw the value in each other. And maybe the injury played into that from last year. And I know Dak had to have follow-up surgery, a second surgery in December. So I think he was probably eager to go ahead and lock in a long-term deal rather than test what might happen in the future. And and this and he, the conversation is going to go towards wherever whatever the the dollar amount is for Dak Prescott. And again, we don't know the exact dollar amount, and a lot of that stuff will come out. and And there'll be numbers that are thrown out there, but it's all about the guaranteed money. My best guess would be this is going to be anywhere between 36 to $40 million a year. That's what you're going to look like for Dak Prescott because the bottom was the 37 and change. So the 37 was going to be the franchise tag that he was going to sign. You knew they weren't going to sign him to the, to the third franchise tag next year, Fez. That would have been $55 million. So Dak Prescott probably looked at this and said, all right, if I do this second franchise tag, I'm going to end up making 60-something million dollars over two years. And the Cowboys and him probably got together and determined, all right, let's keep you here long term. It's going to make more sense for us financially. I personally think Dallas did this in reverse. Like, no, Fez, no other organization in the NFL would have a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver up for contracts and decide, you know what, we're going to go ahead and take care of the running back and wide receiver first. Like, no, no organization would do it, except for Jerry Jones. So they were able to get this done, how this impacts the rest of the roster and, and, and what they do move, moving forward. But I think clearly, as of right now, Dallas has got to be the favorite in that division because, Fez, they've easily got the best quarterback in that division by far in my mind oh no question at all about and dallas is the prohibitive favorite what's interesting is who's going to finish second in that division and a lot of movement towards the washington redskins who were plus 550 to win the division last i checked they were down to three to one washington was dallas right around even money to win the division so uh, that is the breaking news uh, reported uh, just a few minutes ago. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys have agreed to terms on a long-term contract. Uh, keep it here on Fox Sports.
Sports Radio. This is a developing story. The details of the contract should come out shortly, and you want to make sure you're here on FSR. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard will have all the latest. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys agree to terms on a long-term deal, and the more of that reporting will come out over the next several hours here, and we've got it covered here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on FSR. Right out of Vegas!